Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another session. I like to call these sessions and discussions of Own Your Yes Live. I am your host, Valero Wilson, and this is where we ask what I call imperfect yet ambitious women get an opportunity to hear from other resilient women, whether female founders or senior leaders in companies, sharing their challenges on the road to success and how they were able to thrive in spite of. Um, I am so excited that we get to have these conversations every week. And today I'm super excited because I get to have a conversation with and you get to lean into that conversation too, was conversation with Marsha Garrier, who is the founder and CEO of Her Sweet Spot. Um, I have been so fortunate to meet uh, Marsha and see all the amazing work that she's done and continues to do to help women who have passions that may not be their conventional route or what they expected, but to really thrive in, in those areas that they're passionate and purposeful about. So I want to let her do herself the justice of introducing her and telling her what, what her sweet spot is about. Go ahead, Marsha. Hello, Valera. Thank you so much for having me on your show today. I'm so thankful to you for opening up your space and your platform to guests like me to share um, our story. So I'm Marsha Guerrier, the founder of Her Sweet Spot. Her Sweet Spot is a private network for women of color advancing in leadership and entrepreneurship. I've worked with women that are running side businesses, filling their wage gap, you know, working full time in corporate America, filling their wage and promotion gap through entrepreneurship and still looking to advance within the corporation and within the workforce. So we are a support network for each other and we give each other actual resources and strategies to advance and to woosaw every now and then. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That's important. The woosaw moment is, is so critical. Um, you know, we've had some really great conversations, you know, over the past probably, you know, six or seven months and about this topic of how helping women who have entrepreneurial spirits and passions, but are still in corporate America. And I want to ask you, where did this thought come from? Where did this passion of yours come from to help women that have, that have this entrepreneurial spirit, but maybe still are in their nine to fives? Right. Real, real, real transparent moment. I'm my first customer. I am still working in nine to five. I work in FinTech. I've worked in FinTech and FinServe for over 20, 25 years. And I've always had passions that I've pursued on the low, as we say, right, on the down low. And I've been always pursuing things outside of work because I knew that there was more to me in life than just the nine to five, than just going to work and giving my all to companies. And on top of that, I knew there were ways I was always um, interested in entrepreneurship. I knew there were ways and community service. So I knew there were ways for me to make money doing the things that I was passionate about. And I was always seeking those, those things in those ways. So I needed a space about seven years ago. I put away all my other side businesses. I, I've always been a career development person helping people. And I didn't know what it was back then. You need a resume. I know how to do it come on over. And I was that person that helped people interview and really get themselves um, thinking about their how to match their skills to their careers. And I did things like, you know, 
putting in my passion for project management, events planning. And so I, I've had other things, catering, you know, I thought I could cook for a minute there. So I, I've done many small businesses. And about seven years ago or eight years ago, I decided that I needed to use the skills that I've built up in corporate America as a business analyst and, and product owner to help women that look like me build their own billion dollar brands and make the kind of money that I was making for rich white men. I was doing it already, working for a startup at the time, and they got that ultimate. If you saw my TEDx talk, you heard the story, which is a true story. They got that ultimate, um, you know, exit where they were acquired, made big money, and they turned around and gave us nothing. No appreciation dinner, no appreciation uh, champagne toast, no bonus. And that left me feeling empty and yet again, repeatedly, after being in the industry for 15, 20 years at that point, I'm so undervalued that I said, you know what, I need to make sure before I leave this earth that I'm putting forth my knowledge and efforts towards the community that um, always gives back to me so much. Mm, that's good. I mean, and that's that I can imagine it sounds like a very defining moment that really drove you to pursue what you were, were most passionate about. What did you find in terms of your own ideas of what that could look like while working your nine to five? What did, what did you have to address in your in your own mind about that? Oh, the the I can say now. I thought back then it was my own limiting beliefs. I thought it was me that, you know, we talk about should we call it imposter syndrome or not? And um, I know you are big on, on that topic, which um, I'm thankful that you're able to bring that out for people to really examine. And I was going through that, but now after years of doing what I'm doing, I realize it's the limiting beliefs of others mm. that, is the factor that holds many of us back, especially as black women, women of color in corporate America, they justify not giving us raise and promotions by putting us down, even though we are the probably single most reasons why they're excelling and why they succeed, right? And why they get to the point of revenue that they can get to because of our hard work. And we know that has been the history for you know, black communities and black people for in this country for years. So when I saw that, I said, you know what? Uh, I'm going to stop allowing other people's limitations to put limitations on me. And I call, <laughs> and I, I started what I call, cause I've been in hiding. I'm not gonna front. I've been in hiding all these years. I've been doing it for eight years and people are just getting to know me. And they're like, well, where have you been? I've been here. I just been keeping it quiet. And I say, I'm running my own little under, underground railroad of entrepreneurs that <laughs> we are building up in order, sadly, first to fill our wage gap. We're, we're, we're here trying to make money to fill the gaps for where corporate America has been failing us. Mm -hmm. That's um, that's good. Yeah, I I, it's, I laugh, but it's interesting. You, you gave the analogy of it being the underground railroad for you know, entrepreneurship for yeah. many women. What do you find are some of the, the concerns that women have being in this underground railroad, so to speak? 
Yeah, it, the, the one thing I started, and then as I started talking about it with my clients and telling my clients, you know, I can say it now, I'm like, oh no, you gotta let the world know who you are. And they're like, no, but I work and my boss might see me. Social media has made it so that you cannot hide from people, right? Is Even if we make our profiles here on LinkedIn, we are serving our communities outside of LinkedIn where you can't be anonymous, right? And you have to be the face of your brand. And so the fear has always been up until this moment and up until now, uh, if you are a minority person and you show your, you know, I'm a woman of a certain age, so I come from a different era being here, you know, over 25 years in this industry. If your boss knew you had other means of making money, you would never see another dollar, right? In salary increase, as much as you fight for it, as much as you work hard for it and deserve it. And so the fear is that if they know that you have outside passions and mm -hmm. are using it to, to make money and earn money, there's a great possibility that you will never see a promotion. You will never see that um, bonus at the end of the year. So it's harder for you to advance if they know. And mind you, they all have side hustles. Every single man on <laughs> here. The, the guy across the, the, the way from you, he's got 20 side hustles. And it's okay. They support each other. They are encouraging each other. They are investing in each other. And if they find out about us, it's no room for promotion for you. Mm. Further sets us behind in, in what we're trying to do to advance women of color in the workforce. Wow. And do you find that that's uh, a belief? or reality or both whatever you found oh a lot of both it's definitely been a reality up until this very moment for myself i can tell you still working in corporate america there are challenges that i still face um in, in my own self and the people that i work around mm -hmm. and sometimes it is something that the generations put on us because i remember learning that from the women leaders before me. And my auntie's telling me, girl, don't you bought a what? You bought a fancy car, a new car? Don't tell them you bought a new car. Because if they know you bought a new car, they're gonna say she's making it, she don't need it, right? She's got it somewhere else. And so I was raised and taught to keep your business your business and, and you know keep what goes on outside of work close to the breast. And that I did that for many years. Mm what what changed in you what what sh shift in perspective happened for you to say you know what i'm coming from from the underground railroad to i'm going to be on full display in what i do you know 2020 i, I call it the year of pain and joy i've slowly started to even before 2020 i slowly slowly start i knew that my people were within the corporations. I need to talk to women inside the workforce, right? And I needed a way to get in. But So I slowly started to talk to women inside the workforce and at my own company. But in with 2020, the, the pandemic and the social unrest, it just sparked a fire in me that I didn't, and a bravery in me that I knew I had, but I was holding it back, right? Holding it in. Mm -hmm. And last year, after the unfortunate death of George, George Floyd, my CEO said, you know, we're going to do um, all we can for the black BLM. We're, gonna, we're going to um, 
make donations and you let us know who to donate to. And I was sitting there going, okay, my colleagues and I, we said, okay, this, this organization, that organization, BLM, um, National Action Network. And, and then I sent him the email. I wrote the email and said, you know what? I have a nonprofit in addition to a for-profit. I've worked for you for almost 10 years. I'm a black woman, single mom been marginalized and been left behind, underpromoted, and I need you to donate to my nonprofit because I help women of color with small businesses get micro grants. And I am going to turn those efforts for businesses that are impacted by COVID and I need your help. And he turned around and he was like, yep, I'm on board. And I was like, wait, 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 what'd he say? Oh my God. He said, yeah. So I was fortunate enough to be able to raise $30,000 through an initiative through my CEO and the colleagues at my firm all supported this effort and this initiative to help fund small women of color, small businesses through the Her Rise micro grant. And wow. Go ahead, go ahead. You can't stop me now. I'm telling everybody, everybody knows. <laughs> so let's let's talk about that moment. Like, I mean, I, I mean, that's like a, a monumental moment that I, I just want us to, to rest in for a minute. And it's you were afraid or nervous to even bring it to the forefront. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, you open your mouth and ask for what you really wanted. And lo and behold, the reply back is, yes, let's do it. What did that feel like when you got that? I mean, really, what what did you think about in that moment? The the, the blood just rushes, rushes down your body because it's an almost out-of-body experience um, to be in that high level of nervousness and then to get the response, um, he was in a he's in a different time zone, so it didn't his response didn't come to me till the next morning, and I woke up and I was like, oh, he didn't respond yet, and I look and it was there, and the response wasn't initially what I had thought it should be or would be. I asked for money, and then I had given him the target goal and ask him to keep it private because I still wanted to remain in the underground and I didn't want to to alarm the people that I work for. Although they know about my philanthropic work, I just don't make it a big big deal. And so he said, okay, no, you're going to do a whole campaign and you're going to involve the entire company, um, at least the U.S. company. And it it just, it was validating Mm -hmm. that when you ask, you will be seen. And mm. when you make it plain and when you make it known, your mm. prayers will be answered. That's a whole other conversation. <laughs> five other, uh, let's just put a pin in that because yes, we could have like five, 10, 15, 20 other sessions on that topic alone when you just ask for it. And I'm, I'm so about just asking because we don't know ladies and whoever's watching, we don't know. We don't know the answer. We think we know the answer or we might've got the adverse reaction the last time, but that does not mean that the next time it's going to be a no. And we're hiding, you know, we're shrinking, we're pretending, we're protecting, we're living two lifestyles basically to try to, you know, to hide things when sometimes our biggest advocates 
what could be the very people that we least suspect. Now, of course, sometimes it's not a favorable response, but that's not going to be the case in every situation. And so I applaud your, your courage in that moment, Marsha, to say, hey, I got something that you all can invest in. And I mean, tell us what what has changed. I mean, I think you've already kind of said it, but, you know, what have you what do you how do you move differently now versus when you did before? What's 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 that feel like for you? So now, especially within my my company, I've been a remote worker for over five years. So I and and my company, we were bought out. I was part of the, an acquisition through time. And so I really didn't immerse myself or engage myself with a lot of the corporate culture of our company. And because of that, I have joined many ERGs. I've been asked to be on committees. And so um, having to do with diversity, equity, and inclusion. So it's been really great for me personally, because, you know, as a small business and as a solopreneur, I have teams, but you're still the, the one, right? You often get, and I, I was impacted by everybody, just like everyone else last year, my mentals were like up and down with, mm -hmm. should I give up? I'm a single mom. Uh, he's, he's now six, but he was in kindergarten. Then I became a homeschool teacher. And so I had a lot of things um, running against me as well. But when I spoke to clients that really needed my help, all of that together really helped affirm that what I'm building and what I have built all of these years is needed. I mm -hmm. knew it was needed because I ran it in a way where I always met, no matter where I went as a speaker, I met the people that needed what I had to offer in the community that I was building. And so I was trying to keep it small. And I realized in this moment, we need each other, women of color, we need a space for us by us. And I'm, I've been a part of so many organizations this past year that want to support women, women of color and black women, which are phenomenal and we're, we're thankful for them. But sometimes we need to see ourselves mm -hmm. as the, the founders and the organizers of such uh, communities. And so I'm, I'm excited to really bring her sweet spot um, out of hiding. Wow, I've heard you say a couple things that I think are, are that are that are resonating. You said validated and affirmed, and I don't think that we can discount how important that is at different times of our journey. I mean, because to your point, you've been operating in this for what eight years almost. Yeah, and I mean, it's just it's amazing though that now that you've come out of hiding, essentially, I'm using your words right now, yeah. um, come out of hiding that you're getting this validation and affirmation that, do you think that maybe if you would have come out of hiding before, you might've gotten it before? Do you think it just is the timing of what we are, where we are now? I do believe in God's timing. So, and, and, I, and I accept it. And I look at people that have started the same time as I have, probably after I did, and I've been a part of different platforms and, and they seem to have progressed so much more. And mm -hmm. other people tell Marsha, you know, you're running too slow. You gotta keep, you know, look at so-and-so. And I know it's my time is my time. And so I know that this is the right time, the right mm -hmm. things people are put in place mm -hmm. to help me make the transition 
from small to, to large. So I, yeah. I think for me, this is the right time. And I don't look back and I try not to look back yeah. and um, hold any regrets. And I'm still working. I'm still working my nine to five. We are on a lunchtime boss chat. So, you know, th there are ways for you to uh, pursue your passions and balance yourself. My first anthology under the Women on the Rise um, publishing banner is called Life Balance for the Women on the Rise. Because, you know, we can have it all, just not all at the same time. And mm -hmm. we have to learn to incorporate every aspect that makes us whole in, into our lives, even if it's at different times. It doesn't have to all be at the same time. And mm -hmm. I try to live by that. That's really, really good. You, you mentioned one, um, not living in regret, not looking back at should have, would have, could have, but knowing that this is the right time for you. And this is what you're, you're aligned with where you should be. And I think that's an important message because a lot of times as women, we might feel like, well, I'm behind or I didn't do something or I should have done this then and maybe I've passed my time, it's too late. Mm -hmm. And what we're saying is loud and clear. No, it's not, your time is now and you still can take action, you still can move. And then the other piece I would love for you to talk about even further is how do you balance the time? What, what, is, it, what is it that you have to keep in mind as you're pursuing your passions um, fiercely with, you know, and then knowing you're balancing what you do day to day. Mm -hmm. um, it, it have the right people around me. Mm. I can't balance my time on my own. You know, COVID was 19 and, and 2020 was very hard for me as a single mom because all the support system that I built around who I mm -hmm. am and the woman that could do it all was taken away. No more schools, no more aftercare services. You know, even my parents, we couldn't go there. We were shut, you know, shut down together. Mm -hmm. And I realized that it's okay to take a pause, mm -hmm. and that people generally understand. Mm -hmm. And it, and and you don't, I'm a reformed OCD person. So mm -hmm. I even before this time. I knew I had to, whenever I got to a point of um, boiling over, I could sense it. I pay attention to my uh, mind, my spirit, and my body. And when it, when God says to rest, I rest. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I compartmentalize goals into quarters. I look at things calendar-wise, how it affects my son's schedule, with my schedule, my parents' schedule. And I, I try to set priorities based on that and just make sure that I have the right teams in place, personal teams, like family mm -hmm. and the laundry lady, all of that comes into play when you're talking about who, who's on your team, right? Mm -hmm. And then the business team, having, having a social media person, a developer, all of that is seriously important to, to getting to your next level. Mm. So good. All such great points. You're absolutely right. There is nothing that we can get done without a team, especially if we're, you know, pursuing things outside of work. And I totally agree. I mean, people ask me all the time, well, how in the world did you launch a book, go on a global virtual book tour and still work full time in the middle of COVID? And that my I am absolutely about 
it was because of a team. Like hands down, they they are the reasons why I was able to do any of that. And then to your point, balancing time and prioritization was is so key. Just time blocking, ladies, is a huge thing. You got to block your times. Don't answer that phone. <laughs> if you know that phone call will take you off a of schedule for 30 minutes, that's 30 minutes you could use to do something productive. And, you know, and so I think that's really, really important for us to just to, to realize that there's there's but you said something else. And I want to make sure I go back to that. You said it's OK to take a pause. And I think that's a great position of grace for ourselves. And sometimes we don't do that because maybe we feel like, well, uh, like you said, I should be further along or I should already be here. I should already be this. And um, you just had some great things like making sure that you're check, you know, when you reach that boiling point and okay, now I need to take a pause. I need to do something else. All those things are so important. And I, whoever's watching ladies, please take that time because yes. the, the passion is no good. If we burn ourselves out, it just, it doesn't yeah. work. It, it does not work at all. And so balancing that just us and what we need in a certain season is, is, is absolutely important. What would you say? I mean, you mentioned a couple of things I wanted to go back to. One is organizations that have been helpful to you right now. So what would you say to a woman that has uh, passions? You know, um, I would love for you to talk about one, her sweet spot and two, you know, what what you do to help women in particular there. So I'm so excited that this month we have soft launch and, and are launching the Her Sweet Spot um, online network for women of color to come together and share our thought leadership in a space for us, by us, and um, really commit ourselves to holding each other accountable to succeeding in our goals. Mm -hmm. And the online network will have um, a career center, we'll have um, events around leadership and entrepreneurship where we will bring together and connect the women with leaders in the workforce and in entrepreneurship that are doing amazing things and sharing their story and their their advice, as well as workshops by experts uh, such as yourself that will come in and um, teach women various topics of uh, career development and entrepreneurship. So that is something that, that we are so focused on building right now and it's offered currently for free for anyone to register. And we're also continuing our monthly grant um, giving the micro her rise micro grant where we give $500 a month to a woman of color who is starting on growing a small business and need that um, that that's that seed of hope right mm -hmm. I say that the micro grant is um, planting seeds of hope to help women in in their despair to think that they can't make it and bootstrapping is one of the hardest things especially someone like me who's a single mom and bootstrapping a business can be difficult. So we're providing that um, ongoing and really connecting with our community through that offering. And we have a group um, mastermind that we fill once a year. It's currently closed and we'll be opening in June for a next group of women and men. So we have men in our mastermind as well. So although we're her and we do have and support men in the business. And um, so we get together, we work as a group 
on identifying and setting intentions for our goals and our business. And we help keep each other accountable. And through my coaching, I provide strategies on how to do things like price your services, um, what, what is email marketing. We, we build upon all the pieces that I think are super important, which is mindset, money, marketing, and media for every brand, whether it's a personal brand or a business brand. Those are the four key elements to advancing um, your, yourself and your business. So Her Sweet Spot platform is really excited to bring all of that together in one centralized location. I love it. So a one-stop destination for women on the rise who have the entrepreneurial spirit and want to connect with other like minds and be educated, trained, and supported uh, along their journey. Um, this is great. Masha, before we end, what would you say to any woman that's on the fence or that's struggling with pursuing her passion? What would you want her to know today as we're concluding? You have everything within you to do the things that you know you can successfully mm -hmm. achieve. You mm -hmm. don't need, and oftentimes clients come to me, well, I need to learn how to do what I do. You don't need to learn what you naturally are gifted at doing. You need to find a circle of people. The first thing, find a circle of people, and that's why Her Sweet Spot Network is so important, that will help push your uh, 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 mission and your vision to life. Mm -hmm. And that's the first thing. It's really surrounding yourself by people. I like to say, and when you surround yourself, it's don't just look to the person at the level up. I, I, I don't like that. You can't just look up. You have to look down and across the aisle, right? You got to mm -hmm. surround yourself and be well diverse in the people because you never know who's going to teach you what and who's going to connect you to who, right? Yeah. And so that's one of the key things that I would say. And the, the another one is which we touched upon earlier in our in our talk is ask, mm. ask, ask, mm. ask. Oh yes. If you don't know, prepare for the ask. Hey, Tawana, how are you? Thank you for showing up today. That's my coach, Tawana, my LinkedIn coach. <laughs> Tawana, thanks for, thanks for watching broadcast. Ask, prepare what it is you need. You already know what you need. Mm -hmm. You know you need X amount of dollars. You know you need the X amount of contacts in this particular field, in this area. Prepare your ask and then state it. Make it known, right? Blast it on your social media. Stop caring about who's listening, who's watching, right? Mm -hmm. Competitors, people are so finicky about somebody's going to steal my idea. Your idea is not fresh. It's not new. It's yours. But someone else has a very similar idea. They can't execute it like you. So ask and make it plain and make it known. And another thing, the last thing I want to say is don't be afraid to walk away. Mm -hmm. Right? So as women, we hold on to toxicity way longer than we should. Toxic relationships, toxic partnerships. We need to really, and jobs, we need to really learn how to walk away and know that it will be okay on the other side. I love it, Marsha. This was great. I enjoyed all the nuggets that you have been dropping. And I am so elated and appreciate that you joined. Um, what's the website for Her Sweet Spot? Where can they find you? They can find me on all social media at Her Sweet Spot. 
And the website is www.hersweetspot.com. That's sweet with S-U-I-T-E. We're helping women advance in leadership and entrepreneurship. And you can create a free account today. Fantastic. Well, thank, thank you everyone you. for watching. Thank you again, Marsha. Um, this has been phenomenal. And I'm going to watch the replay too and just listen to it. I think we just talked about so many great and important things. Um, for those of you that are watching, thank you. Make sure you tune in again next Thursday, 12 p.m. to 1230 Eastern time for our next guest um, on, on your yes. Talk to you then.